0: How did you end up in the coffin, sir? I was put here. In the coffin? Yes. Please help. And you're saying the coffin is buried? Yes, yeah. I'm a
1: truck driver. I'm an American. It's hot in here and I can't breathe. Do you you know your location, sir? I told you somewhere in Iraq, please help. Iraq? Yes, I'm a truck driver, I'm an American. I work for CRT. Are you a soldier? No, please, you have to listen to me. I'm a truck driver, I'm an American. I have a civilian contractor working in Iraq. We were attacked at They shot. they shot them, all of them. They shot who,
0: All the other drivers.
1: And you're saying this happened in Iraq, the country? Yes,
0: please. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report.
2: Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 185, and tonight we are talking about buried, buried. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. There's a snake in my coffin, Jemison.
0: <laughs> okay. I've never really been freaked out by a movie. Well, this one has wrecked right my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh.
1: Isn't that the point of movies? Oh. to 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 make you feel something you might not otherwise feel?
2: Maybe. I don't know. Uh, corny. Uh, oops. Sorry. Corny. Blackberry for the win. Logan.
1: And so the first thing I would have done with that Blackberry is uh, because those things were so awesome, I would have made it turn into a jet and I would have flown <laughs> myself out of the coffin. <laughs> All right. That's cool. I, I would love to have seen them. Um, like- and, uh, speaking of things where you feel things, I, I feel like this does a good job as well. Oh, Still. yeah? You're holding up a bottle yeah. of Jim Beam? Yeah, that's
2: good. All right. Well, okay. Sure. Do you do you, man? Uh, And Sam. My gosh, sorry. And Sam, what? Steve Steve I can't say his name. Steve Toblowski is Mike Wazowski. Mike (laughs) Wazowski. Sam. (laughs) Steve Toblonsky is a douche vector. Is there a movie where he's not? Uh,
1: Question. I don't know. Hey, yeah.
2: Ned, it's Ned Ryerson. I sure as heck if I remember you. Sorry. <laughs> you seen Groundhog Day at that guy. It's hello,
1: hello there, Sean. Um I after after witnessing this, I feel the need to uh, have good thoughts and uh <laughs> comfort um in in our lives after watching this, movie. Oh. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um yeah. all
2: right. Well, if that doesn't tell you what kind of movie this is, <laughs> that Sam didn't threaten to put me in a coffin, yeah. then that should tell you something. Uh, so pull up a comfy coffin and let's yeah. get buried into this movie. Um, this is like Van Wilder's worst day ever. No kidding. So this movie, <laughs> 2010's uh, Buried, um, super low budget movie. Three million, uh, right? I don't think it was even that much. I think it was one million.
0: And it was a on Space
2: paycheck. Uh, well pretty close col- pretty close to it probably. Um I don't know if this is one of those um you know take take a chance on the movie and we'll give you, you know, money on the back end if it makes money mm-hmm. kind of deals. I don't I don't know. Um but it's an art piece. I mean it's um yeah, you're right, Sam. Budget three million, it made okay. a million. Oh, really? uh, it made wait. Sorry, worldwide it made it made twenty million worldwide, almost twenty million. It didn't. Uh, it didn't show. I mean, it okay. only made in America. It only aired on eleven screens. Mm, okay, and that's why. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd go to a movie theater and
1: see something like this. This is uh this is painful.
2: Well, it was super low, budget. not low budget. But it was like an indie film, right? Like you guys saw the thirteen yeah. freaking indie credit companies in the opening credits the movie uh, and the opening credits I have weird thing to say about the opening credits but yeah it's it's super you know um, uh, cheap and low budget and indie and it's very art whatever because when you click on it on IMDB the one of the first thing that pops out pops out at you besides the progressive commercial is that it got thirty two nominations for awards which means that, that they shop this thing around to a bunch of Mm-hmm. You know, nominated for best actor at a, for a Saturn Award. Um, um Cam Camera Image? Camera Image uh won the bronze frag for main what? What is this? Cinema Writers Circle Awards in Spain won Best Editing. I mean it's it's a bunch of these film festivals. The Deville, Duval Film Festival at one Best Something the Dublin Film Critics. So it's, it's stuff like that, right? So I mean, it's got 15 awards, but it's all this MTV Music, Best Scared As Shit Performance, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a thing. Sure. So, so yeah. So anyway, uh, Andrew, tell us a little bit more about this movie, um, if you would.
0: Okay. Paul is a U.S. truck driver working in Iraq. After an accident by a group of Iraqis, he wakes.
2: Uh, after an attack. Uh,
0: no. Uh, no. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why would that be the sentence? Right. Let's try one more time. Okay. After an attack by a group of Iraqis, he wakes to find that he is buried alive inside a coffin, with only a lighter and a cell phone. It's a on the rest to continue. Race against time (laughs) to escape this claustrophobic death trap. There you go. Cool, thanks. That was all jumbled. Uh, This will will wreck your life, just so you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Yep.
2: I'm using public Wi-Fi. Once again, I'm recording from not home. I'm in a different location, so I'm actually going to kill my camera to save on bandwidth. I'm recording tonight from somewhere outside of Pine Mountain, Georgia. Wherever the hell that is. I must be on the racist side of Georgia. um, (laughs) Is there a nod? I'm just teasing. Um, No, we love you, Georgia. (laughs) Just teasing. Uh, (laughs) I'm just teasing. Uh, No, this movie, uh, we've already kind of hinted at it. This (sighs) I'm going I'm going to start by just saying this and then we'll go around the the room as we do and do our little things. This movie is going to do to me what Snowpiercer did to me for 2 years. Snowpiercer kind of wrecked me for a little while. <laughs> Uh, that, that, that movie gave me not nightmares, but it gave me pause and has, it made, you think, has yeah. it made me think and it made me uncomfortable. And there's so much in that movie to, to think about and to digest just not the protein so bars. Yeah, I kind of was ruined. actually, it's a, actually a pretty apt, uh, description for any things. Um, this is going to be my next snow piercer. Um, I had a three and a half hour drive today and I listened to a podcast and I had to stop it about four times and rewind because my mind kept wandering back to this movie. Um, and not, and not even because of the whole, what would I do scenario? I could, that, like that hasn't really occurred to me yet. I mean, we all kind of put ourselves in situations. That's what we do in movies, right? We all kind of think, well, what would we do? Mm -hmm. You know, we all were Spider-Man. What would we do? Right. You know, you kind of do that in this movie. At least I did. I'm sure you guys maybe did. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. But this movie has just sucked the joy out of me. Like this movie <laughs> made me. It made me sad. It made me angry. Oh my god! Oh it was so god, angry. So
1: frustrating. Oh,
2: it was so oh. angry and like. Anyway, I don't want to get too far into it. I just, I just wanted to say yeah. off to the top of that. I had to say that. I just get that off my chest. That one. This is my next Snowpiercer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this movie up. We're gonna do some damn Christmas movie, and I'm gonna go. Hey, you know what was really great? Buried and how depressing it was, right? Like that's, that's gonna happen, right? Like I would randomly bring up Snowpiercer, um, because I know it, I know it's gonna happen. I just I just do, and and we're all gonna freeze and die. Okay, so Andrew, um, uh, yeah. What?
1: <laughs> what happens if the engine stops We all reason
0: Okay, so <laughs> I forgot about that yeah. That's a, that a lot of fun Yeah
2: <laughs> 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 All right, Andrew, you're, you're up If you give us your initial I mean, I guess before we get to yours, Andrew I just want to ask the question of the three of you I know this is obviously the first time That any of us had seen this, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, do we want to talk about the ending now or wait?
0: I, 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 I say we wait.
2: Wait, wait. Okay, we'll sure. let it. We'll yeah. let it get there naturally. All right. So Andrew, you do your thing. Oh, when does the oh, okay. Sorry, when did this movie come out? Uh, 2011. We're gonna spoil it. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, sorry. It's outside of the spoiler window, so it doesn't. Matter.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's seven yeah. years, so we're fine. I just. <laughs> I didn't know if we wanted to just start there and work our way backwards or how we wanted to do it. So we'll just, we'll get there
0: naturally, whatever. Okay. Well, as you have said, we, this is the first time for all of us on this and. And the last. uh, And I, I'm the type of, let me put it this way. I'm the type of person that I have always believed that I didn't fear much of anything. Like, I didn't have a true fear. You know, people are like, oh, I'm afraid of snakes, oh, I hate spiders, whatever. None of that stuff's ever bothered me. But now, (laughs) thanks to this movie, being buried alive must be the worst possible death that anybody could ever experience. Um, And just you know you you you've heard about it. of course I've heard about people being buried alive before and you think well whatever but to witness an hour and a half of it um, <laughs> yeah. and never leaving and never then, yeah. having an opportunity to leave it yeah. yeah it literally wrecked me like I was sitting there going okay it, this has got to end sometime he's got to get somehow he's gonna get out of this somehow this is gonna end one way or the other or something happen. No, I mean like it just kept on and on yeah. and on and to the were- point where I was having anxiety. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I did not. Well, I couldn't sleep. I watched it last night. I couldn't sleep after watching.
2: Well, and <coughs> and like you, as the viewer, we're, we want a reprieve, right? We want an opportunity yeah, to to to, to to literally stretch our legs, right? We want a flashback. Show us a flashback of home where... Of, or, or of him driving the truck, a memory, right? We need right. something to help us as the viewer to reassure us that life on the... There's still life on the outside. You
0: and know, we never get stuck. that. <laughs> you're stuck in that box with him for an hour and a half. Gosh. And there is no relief. And that makes it so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it gets worse. Uh, so it worse. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And when... You know, if when you get the cell phone in the scene, you think, all right, he's going to contact somebody. He's going to somehow they're going to find him. And, and he calls, you know, four or five people and nobody picks up the phone. And that's like that's like a real thing. Right. I call people all the time and they don't answer. I can leave them messages. It could be three days before they call me back. Yeah. I think I left a message for Chad about five years ago. <laughs> that covers the soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I, I don't know. This, I mean, as far as the movie itself, I thought that it was it was done well because it, I think, did what it was supposed to do, which is wreck me. and Emotionally. It, emotionally, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds did a great job, I think. Um, of making me believe that this is it. you know. Yeah. The only scene that bothered me, and I don't know why it bothered me as much as it did, but the only scene that I had a problem with was when they were zooming away from him. Oh, and the box got bigger or something. And the box just yeah. kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I thought, okay, you've now turned my claustrophobia into... A little bit safer place. <laughs> yeah. For no reason, because we know that's not the case.
2: Yeah. It was kind of a cool camera trick and a cool. It was, but. It yeah. was a cool moment, but you're right. I was like, wait, his box just got. He could stand up now.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's where I am on this. We'll talk more later. And it's funny, <laughs> it's funny, Andrew, you.
2: And you hadn't joined the podcast yet, but we did. And it was probably one of our Halloween, like our first Halloween movies. I can't remember, but we did our top three worst day, worst ways to die, right? We did that <laughs> in a movie uh, for the show, and um, none of us picked this. The, none of us picked no. this. I think I picked like eaten by a shark um, and like being thrown from an airplane or getting sucked into space or something like that. Like I don't think I I picked this. I mean, this might make the list now. I don't know. Um, this is definitely my number one. And, uh, and Corny and I, again, we I, we we have mentioned maybe ad nauseum, I don't know, that we love the TV show Leverage, and there's an episode that kind of parallels this, right? One of the, One of the characters gets buried alive, and he's given a cell phone so that his team can pay a ransom... But his team's awesome, and they are able to find him fairly quickly. But the big difference is, is that his team is you know, still in the States, and you know, the bad guys couldn't have gotten very far, so they have limited resources. I mean, he's in another country, so the, so the local law enforcement agency is not an, op- not an option, but I kept thinking Corny, I mean did you get did you get a feel of that episode for a bit?
1: I, I did actually and uh, I was thinking, Oh, he'll uh he'll call Parker and uh Yeah. She'll talk him down, she'll sing a song. To him.
2: Yeah, or he'll he'll claw his way through the front or the top or whatever. I mean Okay, so you Corny... She'll, you, she'll you, tell him to roll to the left, but with no
1: reference as into where his head
2: was. <laughs> right, and she's going to shoot through it. <laughs> it's such a good episode. It's actually a really genuinely good episode. Go watch Leverage. Everyone should go watch Leverage. It's such a flipping great show. I'm pretty sure it's yes. on Netflix. Um, and that's a really great episode specifically.
1: Um, but not this movie. Uh, Corny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie proved to me that I may be becoming... Emotionally dead inside. Um, this movie did not wreck me. Uh, it was very. It wasn't as uncomfortable as I thought it would be. And for the first three minutes, I was fun. Uh, nothing gave me the shock or. It just didn't do enough to me. No, it didn't. I mean, like it, it's a. I'll go into this. This is a very well done movie. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it just for Ryan Reynolds being in a box for that long time. Is um, got a guy in a box. <laughs> it's a guy <laughs> in a box. He Step one. He <laughs> betrayed all Ryan the emotions the that box. I expected to put in the box. You still got a little bit of the uh, trademark uh, Ryan Reynolds wit and humor and cursing. Um, I especially appreciated the uh, fu. <laughs> <laughs> after being polite to him. Oh, sorry, I you i that I've I should have captured Thanks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one. I should have
0: captured
1: that Yeah, That's me. I want, I want that to be my thing. But no, um, it didn't wreck me like it should and so that kind of bothered me a little bit. Not that it... The movie didn't bother me. The fact that it didn't wreck me uh, because I know I don't like being claustrophobic but maybe in my mind it was like, it's a movie Ryan Reynolds. You know, he's still alive. You saw him recently so... I don't know, but, uh, no, I thought it was just a really well done movie. And, uh, for you said a million,
2: Something uh, yeah, three, 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 with? three million was the budget. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> worth every dime. Um, just for what they did there. Um, it, it made sense, uh, how they used the props. Um, you know, there, there's no one inch punch to get out. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and so things had to be resolved. And, uh, but it's the um, oh, oh, the one of those uh um like monkey paw type of stories where this thing is this and this thing is this and you're like but this thing happened you're like oh no but I guess we'll get to that uh okay. soon. But yeah, good movie. <laughs> he says good movie. You uh, said good uh,
2: movie like we said Doctor Strange was a good movie. Okay. <laughs> um no that's Star fine. What? <laughs> Strange was a good movie. We no, all liked it, was, it. it was okay. It was.
1: Yeah, we all liked it. It's okay. It.
2: We liked it. It's good.
1: Uh, Sam. Okay, so, you know, I have to admit, I was the one that came up with the list of Halloween movies yep. to put on the website. Oh, uh, your fault. Yeah, and, you know, I saw Ryan Reynolds because um, this was an Amazon streaming thing. So I saw Ryan Reynolds buried, you know, guy looks like he's in a coffin. And I'm thinking, ooh, this is going to be kind of fun. Um, it'll be funny you know it'll be quirky it'll be you know, uh, you know like I said before Van Wilder in a box and um, good god to, 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 from the start of this freaking thing um, it, 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 I, I think I would react pretty much how he started reacting um, from the beginning to the end of this movie because he was, he was going nuts within the first few seconds of figuring out where he was um, and you know, we talked about some of the the worst ways to die in movies, and there wasn't a lot of pain in this, except for what we what he had to do later. But hmm. I think the worst part of this whole ordeal is just knowing, yeah. you know, there's no escape, there's no way of getting out of here. And um of something of a small area like that, I'm I'm kind of with you, Andrew, and, and I think so, Sean, in terms of. You know, if I had to go crawl in the crawl space below our stairs to go fix something, it might give me pause after seeing something <laughs> like this. I'm mean, going to have to wait a while um, to, to do that, you know. And, and I've been in some pretty crazy places. Our house in Florida had a little crawl space underneath it that we always had to go to, you know, move wires and things like that. And in construction, you're always in tight places. But mm, my goodness gracious, to be in a wooden box... Um, with a lighter and a cell phone with a lighter cell phone flashlight
2: yeah, and then he, yeah he found he, eventually he would find oh, the flashlight oh. and some glow sticks yeah and a snake in um, a pocket uh, you,
1: know, this, this, you know in terms of taking me out of the movie the snake did it a little bit only because I was like oh you know how first of all how did it get down there and secondly I'm thinking ooh if the snake found its way down there there's some sort of air tunnel that yeah. you know is available to to him um and then i would think oh well you know then you do the kill bill with the try to get through the wood and kind of dig yourself up through it but oh good lord um the the phone calls in this is what wrecked me too um all the people that were not helpful at all um including the the owner of the company when he basically said, you know, you were fired before you were taken hostage, so yeah. no more health insurance, or no more life insurance for your family. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And, you know, what the heck? Gotta make money. And then he calls his mother, who doesn't remember him, or doesn't... Yeah, it's just she's like got it all-time... Every movie. freaking move in this movie is like is it's just hard to watch.
2: Yeah, it's... You know, a- like it's,
1: the, it's the worst possible. Every situation yeah. is the worst possible situation. But they make it believable. Yeah. You know, they make oh, okay, well, yeah, the snake came and, and he had to try to set it on fire to get it out. You know, okay, all right, I understand that. Oh, well, you know, all these people are trying that hard to get him. Oh, I can understand that. His mother has Alzheimer's. Okay. You know, it never gets totally above the point of unbelievability. And um, I, I kind of, I don't know if you can say I enjoyed the movie, but I respect it for what it is. Right. Sam, you enjoyed it. You're, you're, you're a murderer.
2: You know <laughs> <laughs> you're a high-functioning, high-functioning sociopath. That's fine. What did, you, what did you think, Sean? Uh, I kind of already did my intro earlier. Yeah. I, I uh. just... Uh, and corny you know i don't one i don't I don't think you're emotionally dead um by by this movie not affecting you because no, give 20 minutes here. well because but but children of the corn affected you in a way that it didn't affect the three of us yeah so yeah. that don't doesn't make you emotionally dead um it just makes you different because yeah, it's good m- well maybe because there's you know maybe you don't have like a, a an inherent fear of being buried alive maybe you think pfft, bad guys are going to take me they're going to, have to you know it's going to take a lot of them to, to get you into a <laughs> coffee the
1: they're going to have to drag my fat ass they're going to have to put my fat oh. ass in a casket and, and carry that yeah
2: yeah I mean it's like putting a,
1: a, a lid they're on a plastic oh, they're going container to back they're going with me right <laughs> so yeah. when when the, when the food is too much in the plastic container and you can't get the lid quite on you know that's kind of me putting it in a in the <laughs> casket right. they'd have to kind of bend the lid to get me into, into
2: something and like then that. you're squeezing you hear that like, click like okay good we're good <laughs> But no. then it just pops back up there. <laughs> like, Damn it, I only got three sides. Gotta get that fourth cup of words. You just can hear me going, ow, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear, Gordy. Excuse me, um, give me a Blackberry. I need a Samsung. If This is gonna work.
0: Uh,
2: no, no, so this movie just... So we've kind of danced around it. I'm just gonna go there. Let's just do it. This is gonna rip this Band-Aid off. If you've not seen this movie... And some people listen to the show. They don't watch the movie, which is fine. Yeah. I'm um, just, here it is. He dies at the end. Yes. He is not, oh, he is not saved. He dies in such a way. There, there's two parts of the way that he died that, that is part of, what, of the wrecking of me emotionally. One is that he is being buried alive. Literally, the coffin has broken because of the events outside. Yeah. And so sand is filling in, and he yeah. sees it happening, and there's nothing he can do. He's trying to stop it, but it's pouring in, and there's nothing he can do, and he's running out of air. He's running out of space. And then the, the hostage negotiator guy, Dan, um, calls him to tell him that we we found you. We know where you are. A guy said that he— We're, we're he, digging. They're digging. You know, yeah, a guy saw you buried, and we we're digging, we're digging, we're digging. And then you hear, you hear on the phone the digging, and then you hear the uh, open, and he goes— Oh, I'm sorry, it's the wrong guy. So he he dies hearing his last words he'll ever hear on this planet are I'm sorry, right? The second part about that particular thing is so when 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 we first meet the ho- meet over the phone, the hostage guy, Ryan is pissed off. He's like, Look, you've not how many people have you because he's in this kind of in this situation where he's like, he, he knows he's not gonna get out of this. So he says, How many of you survived you saved? He's like, a few. Not as many as we would like, but we save a few. And he says, Give me the name of one. He's like, Michael White. He, so he so he remembers that name. And then in the end, the very last moment when Dan goes, he says, we, We're here, 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 we're opening the cave, and he goes, Oh, it's it's Michael White. I'm sorry. Ryan has then realized in the last seconds of his life that this guy who he's put his life in the hands of this person lied to him. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in this movie has screwed him except his wife, literally. Well, one
1: of them, she did too. Yeah, yes. he, he does have a kid. But
2: yeah. in the moment, right?
1: Yeah. I, when he needed somebody the most, he could not find anybody. He
2: could find no one. I mean, the yeah. the hostage takers made him do a video saying that he would, you know, so he had to do an online video um, back when you had to turn the camera around so you couldn't see what you were doing. <laughs> before they put cameras on the front of the camera, on the phone. That was a thing. Um, yeah. He the, made the, him
1: cut off his freaking he, he for him,
2: nothing. Yeah, he made him cut, cut so He had to endure some pain for, yeah, ultimately nothing. But the yeah. part, give me just a second, Andrew, sorry. Yeah. The part that actually got me, honestly, the worst, I was and I was infuriated. And I mean, yelling at my, I was home alone. I was literally yelling at my TV is when, when Steve Toblonsky calls, right? Hey, it's Ned Ryerson when he calls, right? And he's like, hey, I'm going to record this thing. I'm like, what is happening? And then he yeah. says, you signed all these contracts. And I realized in that moment, he's covering his ass so that he doesn't get sued. Because what I think, yeah. at, before what happens happens, I'm thinking, oh, he's afraid that his wife is going to sue the company for what's going about to happen, right? You know, that maybe if, if he... If he dies or if he doesn't die, but he's he's still captured, right? Because at that moment, you still have hope that he's going to get out of this. And so I'm thinking he's going to try to find a way to make sure that they don't get sued, right? You signed a contract that said that if you get taken hostage, blah, 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 right? Then he pulls out this bullshit about how he has this relationship with this woman, which you have to take Ryan Reynolds at face value that he didn't. He says, no, we're just friends. And he's just defeated and just deflated. And you can see the hope. Draining from him as this guy said, so you were fired. And he says, so if I die in here, my wife gets nothing. He's like, yep, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, if you could just reach to the phone and strangle him, you would. Oh, that uh-huh. that hurt me so much more than anything else in this movie.
1: You know what actually bothered me about that scene more? What's that? Uh, it, you know, after he dies, you know, uh, that, that's the movie. What I hate is they missed an opportunity for Barry to... Where he exacts his revenge on CRT, <laughs> yeah, and buries him alive.
2: Yeah, that would that would actually be kind of a fun one. Where like he somehow survives. He the snake comes back and he and he uses yeah. it as a breathing tube, and he, he comes out of the ground. He, he the the snake. And, uh... Yeah, and uh, he's able to, to to get out, and then yeah. he. Uh, yeah. No, I like this. I, in fact, did you guys see the preview? I never saw the movie, but it's the movie where like the, the experiment at the building, um, where all the people that work oh, inside yeah, the uh, building yeah, have to I kill wanna each see, other. Yeah,
1: I want to see that one.
2: Like that's Ryan Reynolds exacting his revenge on, on CRT or whatever they're called. <laughs> that's, that's, that's him.
1: No, you're, I, I yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's such a minimalistic film. Oh yeah. But yet it keeps your attention. Uh-huh. You know, i i I watched this today at work and I found myself having a hard time concentrating on anything else because I kept looking at this stupid thing thinking, what the heck is going on next? Or, yeah. you know, how, how is he going to get himself out of this? Yeah. You know, you don't expect Ryan Reynolds to die in a movie.
2: And I, you know? I took very few notes for the same reason. It's just like I, you couldn't turn away because you saw there was so little on screen to see. you had to make sure you didn't miss anything because I did I was well I took a (laughs) note nice I took a note and I looked up and all of a sudden there's a snake in there and I'm like wait (laughs) I had to go back and rewind it because I had to figure out where it came from I was afraid at at first when I first saw it I thought it was in that bag that they had the um, the the cell phone and the flashlight and stuff that they put a snake in there just for to be dicks and then we find (laughs) out that it came from that hole, which I was still confused about. Like, uh, do do snakes go underground? I don't know if that's a thing or not.
1: Yeah, they're not like uh, worms. They don't they don't push themselves through the ground. Yeah, they can't. They they don't burrow. The earth yeah. was moved over, and it was under. I mean, I, I imagine. I guess, sorry. Uh, some snakes do burrow just a little bit. Do they? I don't know. Maybe
2: maybe Iraqi snakes do.
1: I don't know. Well, uh, there's a specific sand snake uh, that does that. Uh, I'll look it up.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I was just curious. I mean, honestly, that was the only part of the movie that I I, I kind of did a little bit of an eye roll. Like, do we really have to make? Of course, more, there's. Some, do we yeah? Do we have to create yeah. more peril for this poor man?
1: You know, sand viper. Okay. You know. Yeah. All right, you, right, here's a question: who did Who did it first? CSI or Buried? What do you mean? Remember the the Quentin Tarantino CSI the two parter where what's his name was buried alive. No, I didn't watch yeah, CSI. Oh, dude, the one in Oh, the I fact. knew that episode. No, 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 no. yes, That's the best CSI's ever. Books? Oh, which one? Who was it? I was buried. Um, oh, the the what's his name? The guy what that was name, the guy that
2: stands sideways and takes his glasses off.
1: No, no, this is the Las Vegas show. Oh. Uh, Rick. Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick was, and uh, it's, it's, it, I think at some point he starts getting stung by like red ants that get into his yeah. coffin.
2: Yeah. yeah. I would have believed that. Like. like ants are like a scorpion. I, I don't know if Iraq has scorpions, but something like that. The snake was weird. And the fact that he, I guess he what fell asleep or something. Yeah. You know, he was so or exhausted. Was
0: knocked out or something.
2: Yeah, because he, he woke up and it was in his, sh- it was in his pants. Um, that was, that was actually, honestly, that was actually going to be, um, Corny, that was actually going to be your in, your middle name. Is that a snake in your pants, or are you just... No, it's a snake. That was going to be your middle name.
1: but Or Andrew, sorry, that was going to be Andrew. The long, long black snake in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> hello, ladies. Yeah, hello.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, so I will say this as I was watching this movie. And I mean, up until the last second of the movie, and I mean, it literally, credits started. <laughs> I thought... I thought, you okay, Sam? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought. I just, it, yeah. Okay, I thought the whole thing was fake. That he was actually really? yeah. For the the whole time, I thought because the way people were reacting to him, it all seemed so strange. And like, he calls the the people, and they're like, they know his name, and like, how would you know my name? And um, like, it it all felt like like they he asked was,
1: his social security number and he was like why do you need my social yeah, number yeah like you? like the yeah. whole thing
2: was was some ploy to to blackmail him or to get something from him and that at some point at the end of the movie towards the end you know they would pop the crate off after the the bad guys had gotten everything that they wanted from him right like he was actually never in in the desert in the in buried right he was mm-hmm. um you know, always like in some warehouse or something, right? Like, so greens people, right? Like, I always thought it was gonna be like there was gonna be a twist, right? Like, we're gonna have some kind of shyamalan twist. And nope, nope,
1: it's as straightforward as it can be. And the only other I thought the same thing, though, Sean, I yeah. was like, did. for a second there, I was like, did his, did his company bury him alive, right? That's yeah, I had the same, uh, yeah, same thoughts,
2: yeah. Like, like, or is this some, I'm mean, not a prank. Nothing like that because that's, 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 that's oh <laughs> but I mean like, you know, is it like, is it, yeah, is it his company's way of making sure that he's going to tow the company line or something like, you know, like all of the other guys were killed but he was the only survivor so this is the company's way of trying to figure out what happened to the cargo, whatever, right? Like, it never, like it always kind of felt like Resident Evil, like the Umbrella Company or something like that. there was something else going on. And then the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, no, no. Everything we get is We're face value. Jackasses. And, and uh, they lost a the perfectly good BlackBerry. And I, I, I did get a little frustrated that he made his, um, his will on the video, but he didn't send it anywhere. So they're going to <laughs> they're gonna have to find his coffin, dig up the phone, put a charger to it, and then find the video. So, uh-huh. I mean, it might be years before his wife gets his $700. Um. Yeah.
1: So. That was sad to me, too. He is nothing. Oh, He's a, yeah. He really is a truck driver. He is, he is nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And again,
2: because freaking Steve Sloblonsky, because of him and his BS company, he, she will literally get nothing. I mean, you know, now she and her kid are going to incur all the debt. I mean, I guess, uh, I'm not even going to say it. But I mean, it's awful. The, the whole thing sucks. <laughs> I thought I a very inappropriate joke. Sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. Well, there's
0: <clears throat> two other things that kind of bothered me a little bit. He's using a lighter, and <clears throat> he's in a wooden coffin. Wouldn't there be some sort of smoke well, inhalation that, that he's Well,
2: that's only if you burn the wood, but you saw it's it. Going up
0: the, it's going up a snake hole. It um, <laughs> but well, yeah, you do, I mean, you see the char marks. on Yeah, them?
2: yeah, he burned the yeah. hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it would smoke all that much. I mean, unless you really caught the wood on fire.
1: Well, my big thing was, what about the air? For God's sake, yeah. That fire is
0: taking up his air. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. He,
0: oh, yeah. Uh, that's what I kept thinking: was stop using the lighter. Stop using lighter. Yeah, and then the burner or whatever he said kept saying, "Don't worry about the lighter. You're fine. Just yeah." Well,
2: he's probably thinking. We're gonna get you out before you run out of air,
0: um, right. so it won't it won't matter. But the other thing that really got to me, and this is where I mean, again, this just pulls on heartstrings with kids. You know, when his son is on the answering machine, uh-huh. I literally like had the little lip quiver and the the cloudy eyes for a moment because I was like, oh, my God. I can't take that. After all this emotional anxiety about being buried alive, the last thing I need right now is to hear some little kid's voice because that, like, ripped my heart out.
2: And then he promises. He promises his wife, I swear I'm going to get out of this. I promise. Yeah. Because he had hope, right? Because, you know, Dan was on the way. I mean, he, he has hope. Yeah. It just... I mean, that's the stuff that just got me is just, he had hope and then he dies at the end knowing that he, that dude lied to him and that he was wrong. I almost would have wanted him to just lie, you know, like we're almost there, almost there, almost there. And then maybe Reynolds dies with the hope in his heart that he's going to get rescued. I mean, is that, is that worse or better than dying? Knowing that the dude that you trusted just lied
0: to you and is wrong? oh just you know i'm sure we all probably thought it watching this but they said while he was on the phone you must not be buried too deep underground Mm -hmm. because you can still get a cell signal Mm -hmm. when the box broke when the coffin broke Mm -hmm. you know he had tried pushing on it before just to try to get out I wondered at that point. Okay, why isn't he trying now? Now that the box is broken, why yeah. isn't he trying to to push out and and get out? Yeah, like he could have turned over in his stomach because we've already seen him do that.
1: And then with the back, with the box being broken and sand coming in, why not brace yourself and try to push through? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That would keep it the, from covering your face up.
2: The the uh. other part that I. And again, again, now I am doing the thing where I put myself in his shoes, and again, corny. And it's a lot of it's because we I've seen that episode of Leverage, and because I am an audio guy. But once the why does the box break? Right, it's because of an airstrike, right? The, the The U.S. government does an airstrike above him. He gets on the phone immediately and says, "Where you guys just did an airstrike? You hit me! You, 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 you." the earth shook above me and my box is broken. I'm in that area. Like, that's the, I, that's information that could be useful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where the smoking crater is is where I am. Um, And then it wasn't until later that they they even really... They even kind of mentioned it. He's like, did you kill them? And he said, well, yeah. We traced the cell and we killed them. He's like, so now I'm never going to get out of here. And it's like this... It's just this, okay. I just have to accept this. No, you bombed them where I am, so I'm there. Go do that location and do like they didn't leverage and make noise again. He heard yeah. the jets like, go to the area, get a freaking bullhorn, and just make noise and then say, Oh, I hear you. You're getting louder, you're getting colder. I just I felt like there was more that could actually have been done. Yeah. Um, but again, ultimately, I, I understand the point of the movie is to just wreck us all emotionally by having him <laughs> die in this <laughs> horrible well, way. And but, also, I feel like this this movie is
0: testimony t- <clears throat> about how kind of crooked and, and deceitful that businesses and government can be. Yeah. You know, this... Mm-hmm very well could have been e- he could have been easily found very quickly like you said had had the resources been used to do so right um but part of me in the back of my mind and maybe you're supposed to think this or at least maybe that's what they wanted you to think is they could have traced the phone very easily yeah i would to have done something else like that to to track it down like a well, you know, call and make
1: a threat in the president's life multiple times to multiple people. I'm sure they tracked that phone down
0: immediately.
2: (laughs) Well, I guess... And here's the other thing, Corny. Now, again, maybe we've watched too much TV, too too much CSI or NCIS. I don't know if that phone was GPS-enabled. But once he learned the phone number, right? He's got the phone number. I mean, he can... Like... Can we can we triangulate? Can we do something like I've, I've again? I'm maybe again we we live in we live in a world where we've watched so much TV. Where I'm like, the NYPD can just do a thing where they can ping your phone. Why can't the U.S. Army do that kind of a well, thing?
0: And maybe this is before the Find My iPhone app. Well, I mean, it was, it was oh yeah. I mean, this is
2: 2006, so that BlackBerry is the, is the only smartphone that was on the market at the time. Yeah. So I understand that, but. And so that's what I'm saying. It's probably not GPS
0: enabled, but it's the same phone I had in college. It's still, yeah, I'm sure it didn't have
1: GPS.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it didn't either, but it's still a, it's still a cell phone. It has to hit a cell tower,
1: Uh right? You can triangulate the position from there.
2: You kind of have to feel like that way, right? Like how many cell towers are in Iraq at this point anyway, right? Like there can't be many. Um, (laughs) Bless you. Excuse me. Um. So, I, I don't know. Again, a lot of these things, I wasn't, the only things, that, again, I took very few notes. The things that I felt like in the moment where it really bothered me. Here's the one thing that I, I mentioned earlier, the credits. The opening credits, they did a lot of, I don't know if you guys noticed it. It says, Ryan. you know, buried with Ryan Reynolds. The next credit, sound mixer, Bob Newhart. I'm like, sound mixer? They don't put those guys in the opening credits. <laughs> you know, it's usually like line producers, executive producers, director of photography, director. No, they, yeah. had, they had mixer yeah. and makeup guy and craft services. Like, they did like the That's whole... That's because there's only like,
1: really like 10 people involved with this. I know, it was thing. very
2: weird. Um, <laughs> I, I, that was very funny. But, I mean... I also like, there was a really cool 180 degree shot of the coffin to show you the full length of the coffin. I thought it was a very cool shot. Um, people who did that. There were that, a lot
1: of cool shots in this, though. There really to, were. To, to keep it in, in one place, but yet keep it a unique style and, and a different visual so many different times I that tiny little freaking space. I actually
2: like the zoom cuts or the zoom jumps. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's like, Where are you? Like, come find me, whatever. Like, he would, he would say these impact moments, and the camera would do those jump zooms in on him. And I'm like, Oh, that's actually kind of Sam Raimi ish. I like that.
0: Did anybody else at the beginning feel like you Netflix? Because when it turned black and there was you, nothing? Yeah, wow. it' a black screen for, you know, a good 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Then, I, thought, I did
1: too. In fact, I turned up the volume. I was like, What's going on? <laughs>
0: yeah no
2: i i i kind of like wait did my amazon just crash like what just happened yep i did the exact same thing so you're not wrong (laughs) um only one of the notes i wrote so people who did that uh hello no, we're not here. <laughs> Those people were... were oh, I'm, I'm i want to punch... If I get that,
1: I'm going to punch them in the face.
2: Yeah. And Just,
1: oh my And God. it's
2: funny because, Corny, you know this. Obviously, a- Andrew and I, we lived together in college for a year. And we were the last people on, in America, other than our parents, that had a landline. This is 2003. We still had a landline for the apartment. So we actually had a, an answering machine and... We would do funny outgoing messages. Usually with Andrew doing a funny voice, or whatever, and we would have music. I mean it was a production and people would literally call the apartment just to listen to our outgoing messages. But we were never this douchey and did this kind of a thing. Like I hated people that did this stuff. It drove me crazy. My I will say this, Andrew. Were you that guy, Corny?
1: No, I wanted to do it, but, you know, my mom and Colin, she'd be real upset with me if I did that.
2: Right? I mean, because anyone that actually needed you would be pissed. Like this guy, when he thought that that woman was on the phone and he yelled at her and then hung up and called her back <laughs> and then said, F you. Uh, I, I should have I captured it. I didn't. Um, the, I only captured three clips because there's no joy in this movie. Literally, like, that moment was one of the, one of the three funny moments in the entire movie. The movie is, yeah. is without joy and very little humor, um, and I frankly just didn't want to have a whole bunch of clips that reminded me of how I was going to say depressing you know, the movie it's
1: is. Probably good they didn't try to add humor.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it would have worked as well. And, and it wouldn't have. Yeah, you can't obviously have like a Deadpool kind of a thing happening or anything like that. Um, I I, I wrote I, I, he of course he assumes that those pills he's taking are his. Again, I didn't know if that was going to be a thing. It wasn't, but who knows? Um, Where the hell did that snake come from? The way it was in his clothes the entire time, it would have bit the shit out of him. uh, I wrote. Uh, Wait a minute, hold. See, this is where things started to kind of make me weird out. Right, was when Dan said, "Just hold the star button; it'll turn it over to to Ringer." How did you know what kind of phone he has? <laughs> right? Like so you, were,
1: you were getting all conspiracy to that. Oh wow.
2: I okay. was. I was thinking at that level. I'm like, he doesn't know he has a Blackberry. Why would he know that? Like if I had my Sony Ericsson, which I had in 06, why would I I wouldn't that wouldn't that button wouldn't work. Um Uh-oh. you know, uh, my wife had a Nokia. It would, that would girlfriend at the time, but she oh six, yeah. You know, she didn't that wouldn't have worked. Actually in O six she had a Motorola razor. Um but again that wouldn't have worked. So again that's where I started getting like conspiracy like oh, Dan's in on it too. You know, like and it, it kind of made me think like he the, he keeps calling a number but the phone is like somehow uh, that cloned. Corny what's the word I'm looking for? Like um like it doesn't matter what he dials, he's dialing the same person. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's actually dialing, like, a team of oh, people. Oh, it's all routed to... Yeah, routed. That's a word. I couldn't think of a word that was appropriate. But, like, the phone isn't real. It's a, it's a prop. And the, You're he, not real. Well, oh, well, you know. Like, he keeps, he keeps thinking he's calling. Actually, he thinks he's calling his... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't until his actual wife answered before I thought, oh, maybe this... You know, I, I, I just... Again, I was going conspiracy. Maybe because I was hoping. Yeah. Like, that gave me hope as, a, as an audience. Um, what did we learn?
1: Hope, hope this everything?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I did write this corny, mostly actually for you. While they're trying to prevent him from getting sued, trying to prevent from getting sued and having to pay his insurance. Sounds like his wife needs leverage.
1: I did write that. Oh, uh-huh. What a great standoff. Right, what a great uh, sequel to that. They do a uh, marriage uh, episode based on this.
2: Right. Where they go and help her. Um, oh yeah, and they, I I'm just, I'm. that should be the Leverage movie if they ever make a Leverage movie, which I hope they do. I don't know if they will. But how so, would they do that? What do you mean? Because having never seen a Leverage, what? So the point of Leverage, again, this is now we're turning into a, a Leverage podcast, which I would love. But to is do. it
1: is it a, like a team type so, of thing where they go and build something and then
2: save the? the they people? don't build anything Well, sometimes they build things, but mostly what the idea is, like, so Sam, you you work for the state. And then, no, this doesn't work in that case. You work for a private company. A big, usually has to be big, kind of uh, large conglomerate. Apple. Well, okay. You work for Apple. And you have a a horrible level supervisor who basically fires you. You invent the iPhone 12. And then you're about to submit your your project to whatever. And then he takes it from you. And then submits it for his own, and says, "Because you work for this division, all of your work comes to me." And then he fires you, and you get nothing, right? So you would you call leverage, and so what they do is they run what they would call like they would run a game on that person. They would find some way to get what is rightfully yours back to you, whether that means they just steal it, or whether they do a con, or it just depends on on the scenario. But they would do something to to find a way to quote unquote for you to get leverage. You have a heavy in in the pilot episode right. Yeah, the pilot episode yeah. they said you have a heavy burden on you. We are here to provide leverage. And that's what they do. Yeah. They are they are and, and also they say in the pilot, we pick up where the law leaves off. So yeah, they break <laughs> some rules and some laws, but ultimately to help a lot of laws hacking laws and, and other theft kind of laws, but ultimately to help people. Uh, so it's, a, it's, it's literally a Robin Hood kind of a scenario. Um, and the show is kind of okay. anti-big government, big big business. Um, it's kind of a left-leaning show in that way. I mean, if, that, if those sensibilities, you don't like that, then, mm-hmm. then you probably won't like the show. Um, and it comes across really obvious, especially in the last season, where they basically attack Walmart. It's not called Walmart, but it's basically a Walmart. Um uh-huh. they 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 have they try to shut down a Walmart store cuz it's quote-unquote going to kill the town. But of course they have to make the employees at Walmart these horrible humans. They've got like these 75-year-old people who have to work 12-hour shifts without breaks. Like okay, <laughs> hang in there. Hang in there, you know. I'm saying like they get a little bit too far, but yeah. But there's some really great episodes. I mean, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Sam, I think you'd really dig it. Honestly, the potato episode is probably my favorite episode. I mean, uh, you just gotta look the part, corny.
1: <laughs> or you know, the fact that they do uh, callbacks to previous episodes. Yeah, often, uh, which is which you know, every show that does that, uh, that's you know the reward for the. Uh, yeah, it's your it's your yeah you're the, the, the watchers. Yeah, the yeah.
2: Psych did that all the time. Mm-hmm. NCIS just did it in this uh, this last week. Um, I love stuff like that. So anyway, sorry to go on a, on a leverage rant—not rant, but a leverage um, uh, Kick. hole. But y'all
1: just, y'all just need to watch leverage. That's, that's what we're saying.
2: I mean, you followed it down
1: into the rabbit
2: hole. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Anything corny. About? Corny, if if you ever had another, hey, corny, if you had. T- <laughs> 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 oh. I wish I had my computer at home because if I did I would do the um the the dumb and dumber quote If you if you find yourself in a hole you just got to keep
0: digging. That's uh,
2: one of my favorite moments. Do I have that handy? I don't think I do.
0: Um, now here's
1: here's uh, okay, getting back to buried. Yeah, 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 please. Using somebody other than Ryan Reynolds would have made it more relatable on, in terms of a blue-collar guy. Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, we like Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds because me. he is charismatic. I mean, he is – you want to be friends with Ryan Reynolds, right? Oh, but, yeah, gosh. You know, what if this was, I don't know, Joe Pesci?
2: <laughs> I couldn't <Nice>. – Okay, <laughs> I know. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you said it. To get it out well, actually, of the way. This movie is Joe Pesci. But
0: <laughs> Let me have the box. Let I me have the box. I
2: c I wouldn't have wanted to watch that because I would have been so annoyed. But I mean I don't <laughs> know if I mean we we play the recasting game sometimes. I don't mean who else would you want to have in that box? I, I mean, mean that's
1: what I was trying to think. You know, who Idris Elba? Yeah. Yeah, but see he's still too good looking. He he's he's not Steve Buscemi, yeah, then, um, if you want to do that. No. No. <laughs> oh, then again,
2: I don't want to listen to that voice or see those teeth up close. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We, I mean, Chris, Chris Evans. I mean, he. I guess he could probably punch his way through it, right? Yeah. Um, Gary, Busey. Gary Busey. Oh, he's crazy. He, I'm, he's, he's fine. Anyway, hey, I found it.
0: We're
1: in a hole. We're just gonna have to dig ourselves out. <laughs> there
2: we go. Um... Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how she put... I, I don't know how to put in the role, but anyway,
1: um... Wait, Chris Pratt, maybe? Or is he still too pretty? <sighs> he, he, he's, uh, Ryan Reynolds light. He the act- old Chris Pratt. Actually, you're, you're yeah. kind of right. He is
2: kind of Ryan Reynolds light. Um, um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so that's, that's the problem with Hollywood, because it's just full of attractive people. Um... Mm-hmm. Um, I said Steve Buscemi. Yeah, you did, but again, like I don't, I don't want to hear him. You show me in the fish for, for an hour and a half, you know. <laughs> you bring me fish. Yeah. So anyway, do you want to hear some clips? The few that I got. You know, are we so ready? A lot of them. Are we ready wait, for wait, that? Are these
1: going to be all depressing?
2: Well, no. I mean, I only captured three, okay. so okay. like actually, one of them is kind of depressing. Um, <laughs>
1: Just like a Pokemon. Or you could you could have put um, oh god what's his name uh, Tyrion Lannister.
2: Oh in, in a box. In, yeah 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 would you would you have to make it a smaller box? To <laughs> to well no I mean he's he's a short dude I mean let's be honest he's a short dude I mean that's not a secret but I mean to keep the yeah. the tension I mean money on set design. just having him. <laughs> But damn sam your eyes andrew that's not me um there's andrew moving to mike who was that it was andrew. Oh, okay. he, oh, for, was he forgot he was unmuted um but i mean like in order because that cell phone scene when the phone's ringing and he has to turn around to get to it i mean it's Ugh. like Ugh. we've all been kind of in these awkward tight spots and like we can totally sympathize and get it and so i'm, I'm sitting here watching just like Oh, that hurts my back. Oh, that hurts my knees. Oh, that hurts my neck. You know, just I felt pain while watching the movie. So, like, I totally get mm-hmm. it. Uh, clip number one. This one's called Don't Be Rude.
0: Sir, I have FBI field offices listed in Boston, Chicago, New York, it's, Philadelphia. It doesn't New matter. 7, any
1: city, anywhere. Just connect me, please. I'm
0: sorry, sir, but I'm
1: not allowed to do that. Chicago? Fine. Chicago, okay? There's no need to be rude, sir. <laughs> there, want to punch? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's that's that was your first comic relief. Um I, <laughs> here's your here's your second comic relief.
0: Okay, and has contact been made with the kid now? Yeah guys,
1: this is what's five million dollars by nine o'clock tonight.
0: Okay, or else
1: or else they'll take me to SeaWorld.
0: What the <laughs> hell do you think, lady?
2: Well, there you go. That and no. then and then the F you at the end of the phone call are the only three moments of levity in the entire movie. So I was wondering uh, in that moment there, was that an ad lib? Oh, I'm, I'm sure they probably had him yeah. do five or six ad libs. And, you know, they're going to take me to SeaWorld. They're going to take me to Harry Potter Land. They're going to take me to, you know, Bush Gardens, you know, like whatever. They're going to take, take me to OC in the future. Yeah. Six, five years in the future, I'm going to go see Deadpool. It's going to be great, and I'll have um, Hugh Jackman taped to my face.
1: Um, hey, Hugh Jackman, he'd be in a box. He just, he'd just he claw his way out, wouldn't he? <laughs> just just. Oh, that, that reminds me. I actually wanted to bring this up. I didn't know how to, but thank you for saying that. Sure. You're welcome. Um, then I bring up the rule that uh, uh, you know, the longer you live, the greater your chances you'll be trapped somewhere forever. Uh, Are there a law about that or something? Is there? No, I've really?
2: never heard that. That sounds awful.
1: But something weird like, you know, uh, the chances that Wolverine would be pinned between two rocks uh, increase the longer he lives.
0: Hmm. The oh, sounds... longer he
1: can't get out from, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's some kind of stupid little law, like, uh, you know. Like a law of probability or something. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, something like that. But, yeah, I thought that was... uh we're like laying at the bottom of a of a river, um, sunken by concrete with rebar. Right. Um, you know, where people
2: can't find you. Oh wait. Oh wait, that was that movie that I didn't like. Yeah. I finally watched um X Men Apocalypse. Apocalyptic Apocalypse, whatever it's called. Apocalypse. <laughs> the third one. Of the of the new one. There's two. Yeah. I, I finally watched that one. Didn't like it either.
0: <laughs> just, no. Yeah, it was, it was it was. It was I wanted to like it. Like.
2: I didn't. I mean, in corny, I guess. I mean, I, I don't. I don't really want to get in this conversation in this movie because it's not really a great oh, time.
0: Oh, this is
1: happening.
2: But was Storm a bad person, a bad guy, before she became a good guy? Like,
1: yeah, uh, in uh, in Egypt, yeah, she was a uh, a street thief and I mean, like a low-level criminal, yeah
2: but she was like straight up like willing to destroy the world until the end where she was like oh maybe killing the world isn't the best idea. What cool question? was she uh controlled by apocalypse? I don't think so. Or was she? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't remember. I th- like he,
1: also the he did give her pretty cool uh, pretty cool clothes. Well
2: he he like he boosted their powers. Yes. But I think he I don't think it was straight up mind control like Loki. Like I think it was I'm going to give you these powers, therefore you will follow me because I've given you these extra powers. Because before... He brainwashes his uh, horseman. Is that... Oh, is that what it was? Like a brainwashing? Well, then that's... Yeah, she was considered a horseman in that movie. Yeah, movie, she right? was. So, yeah, okay, so that makes sense. Cause, yeah. like, because, like, when we first see her, she's just, like, sparky, sparky, boom, right? Like, she can't really do a whole lot. And then he gives her, I know, a bean, and then she's ready to go. And, like, full-on, you know, weather control person. So... That we know of, from but I guess she keeps those powers, right? Yeah, and it just stays. So I guess yeah. I mean maybe that's an explanation of why Magneto is so powerful. I don't know. Um, though, I, again, I've, I've made mention on this podcast, I and I and I've talked to you about it, Corney. I was so I've always been kind of confused about Magneto and his powers and how how that works, right? Like, how do you get stronger? You know, because Magneto in in the Last Stand. Like almost can barely move the Golden Gate Bridge, yet Magneto in the 1980s can lift a baseball stadium, and like while also controlling Sentinels while also flying. <laughs> I just whatever, it, it, it's confusing. Like Deadpool says, it's confusing. Um, <laughs> McIlvoy or-, <laughs> or Storm. 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 <laughs> the timeline so, be so confusing. confusing. Here's 15 seconds just to piss you off. Now how about the media? I know
1: you ransom video leak, but have you spoken directly no. to anyone no, about no, what's no, going no, no. on? No. Good, 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 good. Needs to stay that way. It's important we keep the situation as contained as possible. The situation's in a coffin!
0: I think it's pretty contained! Larry, can you pick up? There's some lady on hold. Sounds kind of hyper. Good. <laughs> Could- That's what I was drawn back to. When, uh, Every time he was on the phone and he got put on hold, like thought about home alone and the police station.
2: Right. (laughs) It, it kind of made me in that moment as I listened to that clip now for like the fourth or fifth time, it made me think as soon as I would have hung up with that guy, and I know he was defeated, just completely defeated because of the news he got, but it kind of made me think I would probably call news media then.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Like,
2: all right, fine. This is how you're going to be. I'm gonna call a news media and say, "Hey, I'm my such and such and such. I worked for the company. I've been taken hostage, and my company that I worked for just made up some bogus thing. And now they're not gonna pay my death benefit to my wife because of they don't want to, They don't want to. You know, it'll, it'll affect their bottom oh, yeah. line. You know, it'll it'll mess up their budget. And I I I don't know. I I feel like." That's the only defiance he has in this moment. Like that's one of the only cards he has left to play, so to speak. Uh Anyway, that's all the clips I wrote because I captured. Because again, there's just there's no joy in this movie, so I didn't I didn't want to didn't want to. Uh, I did, however, uh, do this.
0: And now for some more
2: bad news. Ready? Ryan Reynolds states that he suffered from claustrophobia towards the end of filming, much like the character he's playing. This was mainly due to the fact that the coffin he was in was gradually filled more and more with sand as filming went on. He described the last days of shooting as, quote, unlike anything I've experienced in my life, and I never want to experience it again, end quote. Um,
0: Go
2: ahead.
1: I could imagine, you know, uh, I'm sure he had to crawl into this box. Luckily, I don't think they closed.: <laughs> uh, oh,
2: <you're... laughs> Hey, Sam, your, your Internet's really bad, bad.: Yeah, it's awful right now. Once not you deactivate your video and try that again?: Oh, he's frozen. OK. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's actually what you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty clear on my end. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, you sound like what Hubert. About? I don't know. You sound like Hubert. Uh, you were saying about um, them closing up the, the box or whatever.
1: Yeah, when they're filming this thing, they're probably not closing it too much on him. Um, and, you know, you don't... Well, well you, you have know, to have I at least... I think th- actors are say these types of things and are like...
2: Well, I mean, method I don't know, acting, want to make whatever. Make like their job
1: is worse than it really is. Yeah, I know. I mean,
2: yeah, it. Yeah, obviously, there can only be at most three sides closed because you got to put a camera in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, shot in 17 days in Barcelona in a Barcelona studio. Ryan Reynolds was just for a moment actually buried in the shooting of the film's climactic moments. The production crew had a team of paramedics waiting on standby. Mm. Um. Uh, so, and, I, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, um, but the government agent that is attempting to save Paul Ryan Reynolds is asked how many people he saved. He talks about, "Oh, I said Michael White. I meant Mark White." He says he saved one, being Mark White. But when the agent thinks uh, that he and his team are about to save, uh, he makes he states that he has actually opened the coffin containing the dead Mark White. This makes the agent story a lie. Here's one thing I thought he was going to do because there was a moment when Ryan Reynolds looks back and sees Mark White's name. I actually thought he was going to call him. All right, four one one Mark White because he knew his name. He knew where he was living, Jersey. He knew he was in. He said because the guy told him the city and the state. So I mm-hmm. thought he might give him a call and say, Hey, did you did you go through this and make it out alive? Yeah, Dan, help me out. You just hang in there, okay? That's kind of what I was expecting. Or. The, the woman answers, is Mark White there? No, he died in Iraq, you know, something like that. So, um, anyway, just another way to ruin us. Uh, soundtrack grade, <laughs> I gave it uh, nothing. It was it was there, it was intense, and it just made the movie. I mean, it was minimalistic, so it, it fit the movie. So, uh, burp derp Excuse me while I whip this out. We're going with claustrophobic movie moments. So, not every movie... Is just straight up claustrophobic the entire time, but maybe there's a moment or two where, like, you're watching the movie and you're just, oh, I gotta get out of here. I need to go outside and breathe. So, let me, uh, so, uh, Andrew, your list, sir.
0: Okay. Um, <coughs> there is a movie with uh, what's his face and what's her face? Um, Rachel no, James and McCaffrey. Uh, no. Richard McAdams and uh, the guy who played Scarecrow in the Batman Begins. Oh, sure, yeah. And, um, yeah, they were called Red Eye. I've seen that. And uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good movie. And so. Uh, yeah, being Kit, trapped on a on, plane. On plane yeah. And she can't. I mean, he's pretty much right there beside her and she can't move. And um, the entire plane ride, uh, he's basically. Passing gas? No. Yeah. He's basically controlling her every move and controlling her life outside of the plane as well. Yeah, it's a good just like movie.
2: a man, dude. <laughs> All right, what else you got?
0: Um, number three, number two, The Shining, and The Shining, the claustrophobic moment is a little bit bigger. I mean, it's a huge hotel, but it's this one place that you can't leave. Uh, during the movie.
2: Okay.
0: And so you're kind of stuck there um, for the majority of the film. And then number one, and this one is almost as bad as Buried, um, and that is called Sanctum. And if you haven't seen Sanctum, <laughs> you need to watch it.
2: No, I've never um, seen it, it is
0: a movie about scuba divers, and they are underwater, uh, and basically the same premise as this movie. They basically they're running out of air and uh you know, you, you question whether or not they're gonna make it at the end.
2: Are there a bunch so. of sharks circling and they're forty seven meters down? Oh no, that's a different No, way. no, no.
0: This one's no, nice. This one is basically cave diving. Um, spelunking, only actual diving under the caves. Mm. So All right. if you haven't seen it, it's great. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Uh corny. I think it's got uh oh. Sean uh Strong. Arby, Alfred. Uh what? From uh from Gotham. His
2: name. What's his name? Oh he's, yeah, I knew, Yeah, I knew you were talking about it. Yeah. I think he's in that
1: I can't remember. It's been a while since I seen it, but it's great.
2: All right. Uh corny
1: All right, um two shout outs. Uh one uh to um the scene in an elf the way you people walking through the, the winter wonderland that for me is a nightmare I don't want to go through that <laughs> okay um, another shout out would be um, just to any movie with a bunch of kids dangerous
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> kindergarten cop just wrecked you didn't it yeah, it did
1: actually now I, now I know why he quit acting so <laughs> my number three uh, I'm actually going to go with uh the bride uh, being buried in a in a coffin in Kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. And number two, uh, I'm actually going to go with um, another DC animated. Uh, it is called uh, Doom. Um, it's the Justice League storyline where Batman has a uh, contingency plan for the Justice League, mm-hmm. and uh, someone steals those plans and tries to kill the Justice League, uh, and one of which is putting Batman in a coffin. Mm. But he escapes because, you know, he's Batman. Hey, Um,
2: before you give me your number one, but we're here with the Justice League. So the new Justice League trailer just dropped. And um, I have to admit, I'm kind of excited about it because um, I don't know if you noticed, but like in every, not every shot, but almost every shot, someone is smiling and kind (laughs) of joking. And I'm wondering if most of that is like the Joss Whedon reshoots, like the redos. And because he did, they, they went back, and they went back, and he gave him They gave him like another thirty million dollars to do reshoots and for some stuff. But mm-hmm. the other part that I was really like throwing it back about again, my my limitation of the Justice League literally ends with Teen Titans. Okay, so zero expert, but I love that cartoon, and Beast Boy is my favorite of all time. Um, but in the in the in the in the um, trailer. Cyborg can fly like he's damn, he's Iron Man. And, and I didn't know he could do that. I was, I was like, Oh, he, cause he's flying around and he picks up uh momoa and then tosses him and he's laughing the whole time, which was fun. Cause I kind of like that, that concept of this dude who's in a fight, who's just laughing because this is, this is what he, he, he craves is battle. You know, uh, he's like, it's like watching a Klingon or something like that. Sorry to bring it to Star Trek, but you know, it's kind of like that. Anyway, is that such a thing? He can fly?
1: Uh, I mean, technically, the, um, the uh, cyborg's actual cyborg body is based on t- uh, Motherbox technology, and he kind of changed whatever he needs it to. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, theoretically, it would have probably given him the ability to fly, okay. or he just developed his own whatever. Um, so it, I'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, I don't Titans. care. I
2: don't. I was just curious because, again, my only experience of Cyborg is from Teen Titans, and the only thing that changes is his hand into his sonic gun. That's it. And then he uses his technology to make other vehicles. I mean, they take us make a spaceship, and a car, and a boat, and a plane, and stuff like that. But I, I didn't know he could fly. Anyway, sorry. So give us your number one. Sorry, another random tangent. But I just I I only get to talk to you once a week, and I get all these questions, and I have to ask them. So.
1: Well, my personal opinion about that is that they're taking two storylines and I, because they are doing two storylines from two different eras to be a very cohesive story, um, it's just someone effing around with, oh, I like this idea, but I really like this idea too. Let's just combine them. No, there's a reason why they're written. Anyway. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, and my number one is uh, uh, another movie about hope. Uh, it's uh, Star Wars. New Hope in that uh, scene.
2: Nice. The trash compactor. Trash compactor.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's... there was no real danger there because you know it's the heroes in this movie, but still, it's yeah. uh it keeps closing in. You know, it's it's tight. I I, I got it. Tight. I, tight, I, tight, I, tight. I, you I got to make some and... robot up there to probably debating on letting them die or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually my number one too. So that's funny. All yeah. right.
1: Cool, Sam. Uh, all right, Sam. Uh, Sam. Sure. All right uh, my number three is uh, let's all cut off our arms in 127 hours. Nice. Where he's stuck at the rock yeah. in the canyon. Yeah. Although that movie at least gets you out of there every now and then, right? With flashbacks and things like that. But, oh God. Anyway, uh, my number two is The Abyss. Okay. Yeah. Um, specifically when they go out in the little submers- submersible and it starts leaking.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: and they, basically she has to die, you know, and, oh, God, I hate that part. And then, I'll oh, Star Wars, number one, trash
2: compactor. Oh, wow. That's three of us that picked that. That's interesting.
1: Yep. Uh, okay. Um, I was I, trying to figure out how to put Jurassic Park in there, but really there's not a whole lot of claustrophobic. Well, the car,
2: the Ford, the boy in the tree, car in the tree – I mean, like, he's stuck in the car, and then he gets out, and then the car mm-hmm. lands on top of him, and he says, well, we're in the car again. I mean, that's kind of claustrophobic.
1: claustrophobic. <laughs> or, or, or when the dinosaur gets real close to her face, and she has to turn away. And, or when the, yeah. when the animatronic
2: T-Rex crashed through the actual car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when it wasn't supposed to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's actually probably a couple, or in Jurassic World when they're in the ball. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That would actually be kind of terrifying because you're stuck in this glass ball with freaking Jimmy Fallon on the TV. Like that'd be kind of bad. Um, I'm actually racking my brain, thinking is there? There's got to be some Star Trek moment that I'm not thinking of. Like they're stuck on the ship
1: with the Borg or something like that. But there's, you got to know there's something from the show. Yeah, you know, they're stuck somewhere. Yeah. Trouble with tribbles. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, yeah, trouble with tribbles. That's actually a pretty good one. With the the, the the damn tribbles everywhere. That's actually a good one. Uh, But I didn't write it down. No, thank you, pal. My number honorable mention was the elevator scene from Speed. And then the other one was the giant hourglass from Aladdin that Jasmine was stuck in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, My number three was 13 Cloverfield Lane. All of it until the end. (laughs) Um, Being stuck in a basement bunker with John Goodman would be terrifying. Uh, And then since you guys all did the trash compactor for Star Wars, I'll say... The scene in Indiana Jones and in the Temple of Doom, when the walls are about to crave in and she has to stick her hand into the bug hole and push the oh, button. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That's yeah.
1: a good one. Yeah. Oh, another good one that would be um very end of the uh, the money uh, the the money the very end of the mummy where Benny is uh, I've trapped thought in of, that room.
2: I've thought about that one too. Yeah, when Benny is about to get it and the bugs come in and eat him. See you, Benny. Bye, wow. Benny. Yeah. Not cool. All right. Well, that was terrifying. Okay. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Out of 10. Um, we give a score to the movie because that's what we do. So, um, you can't make me. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you're technically right. Um, I'll take it to the grave with me. Nice. Too soon. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, um, um. I, I got a feeling that this is probably going to score higher than Bird Demick. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. So, I guess, uh, Andrew.
0: Well, I don't want to box us in with a <laughs> form, but, uh, I, as a movie itself, I do respect what it did and how it, uh, the stories that it told, both, figuratively Um, I do appreciate a movie that can get inside your head and get inside your heart and um, this one certainly did that however it's not something I want to watch probably ever again Um, but I would recommend it to someone that hasn't seen it so I'm going to say maybe a 6.3
2: out
0: of 10
1: Uh, Corny. <coughs> okay. okay. Sorry, I was coughing. The, uh... uh yeah.
2: oh, <laughs> oh, the puns are fantastic.
1: So, um, I actually really enjoyed what they did with the movie, considering this is something I, yeah, I really haven't seen, because I haven't seen a hundred and... Whatever was it, 127 hours? Mm-hmm. 127 hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this whole. I'm trapped in this thing, and I'm going to be here for the entire movie, kind of thing. Well, I can't think of a movie at least, maybe. Uh, but I really, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Andrea. I don't ever want to watch it again. But I definitely think it's a movie worth watching. Uh, just, just to see how it's done, and just uh, to watch. The, the hope drained from his eyes at the end. It's worth it. I don't know. I mean, because you don't really get to see that kind of... of I, I think it was a really good moment for Ryan Reynolds uh, just to watch that happen. Um, it's not like we had Steven Seagal doing that. And <laughs> anyway, um, Right. But uh, I, I, I'm going to actually give it a pretty high score. I'm mean, it is it a 7.7. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It was it was well totally done. not what I expected after hearing your, your first description. Well, I thought it was very well done. I mean... Right, like okay. Just, yeah. Sam?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah um, I, I don't want to watch it again, but I would recommend it, um, I guess, so people can share my pain. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I'll probably be thinking about it just like some of the other things we've seen in this turn podcast so just because of that i've got to put it probably around a a (laughs) 7.01 okay yeah 7.01 out of 10 snakes in your pants Mm. out of 10 hell
2: yeah uh i kind of i'm gonna echo basically everyone don't ever want to watch it again it's a joyless movie it's downright depressing um it's it's kind of hard to watch. It's a hole in your heart. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Put puts sand in places that you don't want sand either. Um. So I I
0: what about that. Uh, I'm pisses me off.
2: <laughs> so, but I'm gonna. But again, it was a well-made movie, and and the movie we talk about all the time. You know, on on even on the Andrew scale, that it hold my attention absolutely. And did the movie set out to do what it intended. And it intended to, you know, give me the... This, this movie is an hour and a half of the first 10 minutes of Up. I mean, you know, I'm just...
1: <laughs> Damn! Like... Yeah, yeah. I think that's the phrase for the week.
2: Um, <laughs> it just is and just gives you the feels and just... You feel for this poor man and his poor family... So I mean, how do I rank that into a number? God, I don't know. I mean, I but they buried his dog too. I Just
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: um, so I'm gonna give it just I'm just gonna give it a six. I don't I don't really know how to quantify this movie. I just don't. I mean, it's a, it's a again, it's a well made movie, um, and there's really ultimately nothing wrong with it uh, except for a couple of points that we all talk about, mostly decision making moments, but. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry, as I'm I'm trying to have this kind of stoic moment, I get a text from a, a, a wrong number who keeps thinking that I'm somebody who I'm not. It's driving me crazy. Um, I'm about to reply. New phone Is who, from Iraq? <laughs> no, they're from High
1: Point. It's a three three six oh. number. Oh, can can you can you forward it to me? I'd like to. Dear Mr. Yo Yo. Uh,
2: I'm almost tempted to say new phone. Who dis? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, uh, you have a, an opportunity here. Well, it's I'm the same. It's it's the same number. They they they've actually called before, and they're looking for someone named Reggie. And I'm like, I'm not Reggie. Like, oh, I I oh, promise. Sean, I promise
1: Reggie. you, I'm not. Like, if so, it's Reggie, like you have to send that back.
2: Uh, well right now they 've sent they 've sent three texts wow. you ready you ready yo <sighs> Wrong number, bro. That's what I'm writing.
1: Anyway. No. no. Oh, <laughs> this awesome. we should, there's such an opportunity here. What do
2: you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Yeah. First of all, who
1: the F is Reggie?
2: Okay, I'm not, I'm not doing this. We're not doing yeah, this sort of the podcast. Yeah, we need, this, to, this could
1: go yeah right?
2: we need to end the podcast. Sorry. Um,
1: also, this gives you a chance to take a selfie and and post it. Yeah,
2: do I look like a Reggie? I can't, well, I'm not doing that. I don't want them to know what I look like. <laughs> All right, that, that's our show. Nope, no, we're done. Take a
1: picture of your ass in that. Yes. I'm not sending that.
2: Um, next week we're doing the Babadook. It's on Netflix. The Babadook. It's a legit horror Babadook. film. I heard it's terrifying. I'm it's actually. Made by Adam Sandler. I'm kind of scared to watch it. <laughs> the Babadook. It. it does kind of yeah. sound like something he would say.
1: Yeah, I um, read the synopsis and uh, I shit my pants. Nice. Um.
2: Uh, gofundme.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews uh, you can help us out there um, Anchor app we have <laughs> I just got another text from uh, go to our Anchor app um, <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to do some more stuff coming soon I've been really actually kind of strangely busy for someone who, in my position um, leave us a review on iTunes Stitcher Google Play YouTube please leave us reviews it really helps nice to show that, um, when you leave reviews and then it, it bumps up our rating on iTunes yep and that way more people can watch the show and or listen to the show. We will read your review no matter what it is. Oh, sure. We'll do that, too. Uh, and, of course, you can go to our website, yeah. CheapSeatReviews.com, and um, we're on Facebook and the Twitter. And you can send us an email to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. Uh, excuse me. That's going to do it for us. So uh, after a very depressing movie, I'm going to try to end this mm. on a fun note by saying thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And I'm about to have fun with this random person who I don't know who's sending me messages. So on behalf of Andrew, Corny, uh, Sam, this is Sean saying thank you for listening and good night.
0: Tell them you can't talk right now because you're buried in work. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>